Good morning and welcome to Stocks and Coffee. I'm Travis, your Stock Geek. Today is Monday, February 13th, 2023. U.S. stocks have kicked the week off on a positive note with the S&P currently up about 1%, the NASDAQ up 1.5%, and the Russell Index up just under 1% as well. The indices are being helped by a few earnings movers such as Monday.com, which is up 10% after reporting relatively robust revenue growth. They expect to grow over 40% in the fourth quarter and about 34% for the year in terms of revenues. They're also working to improve their operating margins like many other tech companies out there. However, Monday will still be unprofitable for the full year with about a negative 5% operating margin forecast. But the market likes the results in terms of the top line growth numbers. So Monday stock is up 10%. We're also seeing Fastly stock, ticker symbol FSLY, a competitor of Cloudflare and other CDNs. That stock is up 28% today after an analyst upgrade from the Bank of America analyst. They have upgraded Fastly due to the new CEO's efforts to turn around the company and focus on products in areas like cybersecurity. The analyst gave the company a $16 price target, so today trading at around $12.60 and up about 28% on the day so far. We are seeing some other tech stocks moving up in sympathy as well, such as Toast, which is up almost 7%. That stock reports earnings on Thursday. And we're also seeing some post-earnings bounces in stocks like Coursera and Alteryx, which reported last week. Those stocks are getting a follow-through today. Other software stocks like Smartsheet up about 5% or more. And then Twilio stock also up 3%. The company announced that they'll be laying off 17% of their workforce or another 1,500 workers. So that continues this broad theme or broad trend we've seen over the past several months of tech companies focusing on cost controls to try to rein in spending and try to improve profitability. Very similar to what we saw post.com bust and companies are now moving quickly to try to address their cost issues. A lot of tech companies just got overly bloated, especially because the market was valuing valuing them at such high multiples and nobody seemed to have any discipline. That has rapidly changed, of course, over the past year and a half as interest rates have risen. On that note, by the way, we do have a very key economic report out tomorrow with the U.S. CPI data coming out in the morning, so I'll be reporting on that, of course, on Stocks and Coffee tomorrow. But the current expectation is for the CPI year-over-year inflation rate to come in anywhere from about 6.1% to 6.5%, depending on the analyst. The Cleveland Fed now cast has the number coming in at about 6.48% year-over-year. That would probably disappoint the market a little bit. I think the average Wall Street consensus is for the CPI reading to come in around 6.2% year-over-year inflation, and that would still represent a decelerating or downward trend in the overall year-over-year rate. So we'll see how the market reacts tomorrow. I think if we get a number 6.4, 6.5 or above, the market's probably not going to like it. If it comes in at, say, 6.2 or below, I think the market could actually rally off those numbers. If we see anything under, say, 6%, for instance, we're going to see the market rally significantly. And again, anything over 6.5, and we probably take a big step back. So it'll be interesting to note what happens. Of course, if we come right in line with analyst expectations, who knows where the market will trade? We never quite know. Uh, But certainly all eyes will be on that CPI report tomorrow. We've still got another big big week for earnings reports. After the market closes today, we'll get Palantir. That's been a widely watched stock that a lot of retail traders will be interested in. Tomorrow, companies like Devon Energy, Coca-Cola, Airbnb, Upstart, TripAdvisor, and a handful of others. And today I mentioned a couple of tech stocks that reported good numbers. There are some downward movers today as well. A few losers out there like Fidelity National Information Services, ticker symbol FIS, that stock's down about 15% after giving week 2023 guidance. They're guiding to about 14 
$1.2 billion of revenues versus the consensus estimate of $15 billion for the year. They also said that they expect their earnings per share to come in at about $5.70 to $6 per share for the year. That was versus the $6.70 consensus estimate, and that reflects about a 12% decline year over year at the midpoint. So interesting to note there for Fidelity. Now, as we think about the broad earnings season so far, I love looking at things like the FactSet Earnings Insight once we've had quite a few companies reporting. We've had about 70% of the S&P 500 companies report their earnings for the Q4 2022 earnings season thus far, and we'll get another big chunk this week, of course. But as it stands today, we are seeing earnings growth be negative for the fourth quarter of 2022. The blended earnings decline for the S&P 500 set of companies is about negative 4.9%. If you exclude the energy sector of the S&P 500, which has been a very strong performer in terms of earnings in 2022, the decline would actually be about 9% for the overall S&P set of companies that have reported. That's relatively weak. We have seen strength in some areas. Travel stocks, healthcare stocks have reported pretty solid earnings results so far, but that's been offset by weakness in areas like materials, some financial stocks, and also, of course, some areas of tech, particularly large tech and infotech. So Amazon, Google, et cetera, those have been weighing down the earnings growth numbers as well. Analysts currently expect that we will see an earnings decline for the first quarter and possibly the second quarter of 2023 in terms of overall earnings for corporates. Analysts are expecting, however, that soft landing scenario and for earnings growth to actually pick up and turn positive in Q3 and Q4 of 2023. Now, of course, the bears will say that that's unlikely to happen, but currently that's where the estimates stand. So the estimates currently do forecast a continuing decline, slight decline, I think about a 5% decline in earnings for Q1, about a 2 to 3% decline in earnings for Q2, and then a pickup in growth, getting to about 9% earnings growth by Q4 of 2023. Again, TBD on that, but that's where the analyst consensus estimates currently stand. As far as the price-to-earnings ratio for the S&P 500, today we're sitting at around 18 times forward earnings estimates, and that is relatively in line with the 10-year average, maybe slightly above the 10-year average, and it's actually slightly below the five-year average of 18 and a half. So we're kind of in that not too expensive, not very cheap level range right now, and of course, earnings estimates, if they change, could affect where that PE stands, but it's not like the market's super, super expensive like it was in 2021, but it's not like super, super cheap as it was at certain times in 2020 or even late last year after the market sold off. So that's where we stand today. Again, we'll get more earnings reports, but it's a relatively mixed bag. One interesting thing to note about earnings season has been the reaction of stock prices. And maybe this is because we've had tailwinds from the inflation rates coming down and from expectations that interest rate rises could stop. And we've had that rally in January because we got oversold in late December. Maybe this is the driver, but what we're seeing is that companies' share prices are reacting less negatively than you'd expect when they miss their earnings estimates. Of course, we have had some big misses. We have, we have had stocks gap down on earnings misses, but interesting to note, on average, especially for the S&P 500 set of companies, the reactions to negative earnings reports have been relatively modest for this quarter, certainly less than we've seen in other prior quarters. Like in Q4 2021, Q1 2022, and Q3 2022, we saw pretty big negative reactions 
of stocks when they miss their earnings estimates or miss their earnings guidance. In this quarter, we have not seen as many negative downward moves. Let me just give you an example. Meta and Google both missed their earnings targets, particularly Meta in the fourth quarter. However, because Meta committed to their year of efficiency in 2023, the market is looking past the bad Q4 earnings numbers. And remember, Meta stock gapped up 25% after their earnings result, even though they missed estimates because they're saying, hey, in 2023, we are going to get back on track as far as profitability and earnings growth is concerned. And so the market was willing to look past the Q4 numbers and actually spike the stock up because Meta's management was committing to that cost control. So that is a lot of what's happening here, I think, is that companies are telling the market that they're going to get better, <laughs> that they're going to focus on the right things this year. Even in a year where revenue growth may be not as easy as it was in prior years, a lot of companies are focusing on the cost lever that they can pull to try to at least stabilize or even grow earnings per share. So we'll see how it all plays out. Obviously, if too many companies pull back on costs and cut too many employees, then we're going to have that vicious downward cycle and a possible recession if too many jobs get cut. So that's why we're watching the weekly unemployment claims, which did tick up slightly last week, but are still at relatively low levels. We're going to have to keep a very close eye on unemployment numbers. The other thing, of course, is that the bond market still continues to signal concern about future recession through a yield curve inversion. And the yield curve is still very heavily inverted. If you look at the 10-year yield minus the three-month yield, so a longer-term yield versus a shorter-term yield, it's inverted by about a full percentage point, which is the deepest inversion we've seen basically since 2000, the dot-com bust. And oftentimes what we see is yield curve inversions will happen about 12 to 18 months before a recession and large stock market sell-off actually occur. So it could be months or maybe never that the markets fall off a cliff or the economy falls off a cliff. But currently the bond market does send that signal that we could be potentially headed for recessionary environment. And that's why I think this market narrative will shift from being so worried about inflation to probably being a bit more worried about the performance of the economy and recession probabilities as we go further into the year. Like I said, I'll keep you updated on what happens with the CPI report out tomorrow, a very big marker for the week and for what happens with Fed policy. Other things in the news, interestingly enough, there was a big chemical spill late last week in Ohio that's starting to get some more press. And the railroad that runs the line that crashed, that created the chemical spill, Norfolk Southern, is publicly traded, trading under ticker symbol NSC. And interestingly, the stock is down less than 1% today. So the market, at least currently, doesn't seem to be worried about environmental liabilities related to the spill. When I look at Norfolk Southern, their balance sheet is already pretty levered. They've got about $13 billion of net debt on the balance sheet, but they do produce about $6 billion of annual EBITDA, just over $4.5 billion of EBIT, or operating income as we call it. And so they do have a relatively large amount of income to cover environmental liabilities. Now, if that environmental liability works out to say $20 billion, then they're going to have a real problem that would wipe out multiple years of income. But if it's a couple billion dollars, certainly they should be able to withstand that. Maybe that's why the stock is not reacting very negatively yet. But these legal liabilities can often take some time to develop. So we'll see how it plays out, but definitely keep an eye on NSC. Also looking in, of course, at meme stocks and some of the AI plays, which were popping last week. We're not seeing too much action today. There's a few gainers, a few losers in the AI space. Uh, the ticker symbol AI down about 8% today, pulling back after the recent run. 
BBAI also pulling back 17%. We have seen some of the Chinese stocks like Baidu up 6-7%, perhaps being helped by the AI theme there. And on the meme stock side, we had bad news out of Blue Apron. They announced late Friday that they would be potentially offering an additional 70 million shares in the market and at the market offering. So potentially more dilution there coming, or maybe they're just setting that up in case they wanna sell stock. If the stock does spike up and have a meme stock rally, who knows? But certainly Blue Apron has had significant dilution in recent quarters and facing some headwinds as they try to turn the business around. They've had a big financing issue where they thought they had a strategic investor that was investing $50 million in capital, but he didn't come up with the money, at least not by the timeline that he said he would. So very strange happenings there. They hadn't even announced their Q4 earnings reporting date, which was leading some people, including me, to suspect maybe there's some strategic transaction about to happen that they're negotiating behind the scenes, but then they came out and said that they were going to announce their Q4 earnings on March 16th. So that is later than they would normally report, but they have announced an earnings date now, so that may also be why the stock has been pulling back. We're also seeing Bed Bath Beyond pulling back another 13% today, down basically two-thirds from the recent meme stock spike that it saw back in the first week of February. And of course, they're working to try to avoid bankruptcy, but who knows what may happen ultimately there. We're also seeing some of the other meme stocks like SCLX, which spiked last week down 25%, pulling back here. AMC down 4%. Palantir, like I said, reports after the close. That has occasionally been in the talk about meme stocks and active on Reddit message boards. So we'll see if that gets a lift after earnings. I'll let you know tomorrow how that goes. Until then, that's really it for today. I'll just mention once again that I've got my weekly investing newsletter going if you're interested in getting that head over to stockgeek.tv and click on the newsletter link in the top right. And if you find this content valuable, please share it with your friends and family who you think might enjoy it. It helps me to continue to invest in doing this work and bringing you the best content. So I appreciate that. And I will see you all tomorrow after the CPI comes out. Until then, have a great start to your week, everyone. Cheers. Cheers.